Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Holly. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of a liberal arts education. But first, you might notice that Melody isn't joining us today. And the reason is she had a small family emergency and things seem to be doing just fine, but she couldn't join us. And we're looking forward to having her with us next time. Okay, so we're going to be talking today about the importance of a liberal arts education. And the reason I felt like that was important is because I keep seeing a lot of people talking about STEM. Um, and actually, for a while, I kept thinking to myself, what is STEM? Um, but it's science and technology and engineering and math. And in my view, that's somewhat limiting. If you're just focusing on those topics, you, you might be overly focused on uh, making sure that there's a lot of technology use, and you might be leaving out other things that are just as important. So it just seems like people everywhere are talking about STEM. Um, the, our local library has STEM kits. There are um, Code Ninja classes for kids that are as young as five years old that might not even be reading. Um, just everyone seems to be talking about STEM and there are grants for things to do with STEM. And it just seems like it's taking up a lot of the conversation and a lot of uh, bandwidth right now. So. I just started thinking to, to myself that STEM could really be limiting if that's all that we're doing. And it seems like because people feel like science and, and technology and math are so important, they're putting a lot of technology into their kids' hands younger and younger, and they're not allowing their kids to develop um, broadly. Um, so, for example, I um, don't even have a tablet for my son who's eight years old, and a lot of his friends do have tablets. He gets to borrow mine sometimes, but he doesn't have his own tablet because I think it's really more important for him to play with his Legos or to play with the cat and the dog or to go outside and see what he can do on his swing set. Um, so I don't want to focus on technology too early. Uh, I feel like he can catch up with technology use if he is still waiting a few more years before he's using a lot of technology. And I have older children, and so I didn't um, spend a lot of time putting tech into their hands. Of course, uh, the oldest one is in her 30s, so we didn't have cell phones at that time. We didn't have tablets. We had one computer. It was in the dining room, and the kids had to share it. And it, the first computer we had had DOS, so it wasn't even that much fun for anybody to use. Um, so this emphasis on STEM has me a bit mystified. I think it's much better to develop a person as a whole person. So, you know, I like my tech and I've got a smartphone, but I also enjoy reading books, um, studying French, doing watercolor painting. And so I think that the solution is, um, you know, if your kid is going to learn coding, they should also maybe learn a foreign language. We need to bring the humanities back in, so we develop a whole person. Um, I also read, and it really intrigued me, that uh, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs did not allow their kids to use a lot of technology. These are the people who created some of the best technology we have, and they didn't put it into their kids' hands at young ages. That really made me think about how I was going to um, teach my children to use technology and, 
and how I was going to expose my children to the sciences, to technology, to math and engineering. Now, I'm not an engineering kind of person, so I'm really not sure exactly how that works for kids. But, um, you know, I do want my children to be proficient and I do want my children to appreciate the sciences. And kids are naturally, they will naturally gravitate towards science anyway. You don't really have to tell them that they want to study science. It's very important that we have a well-rounded education and we don't overemphasize any particular thing in science or technology, that we have humanities included into all of our studies too. So when we think of a liberal arts education, we're thinking all of it goes together. We have science, we have technology, we have mathematics, we have languages, we have art, we have um, music. All of those things together make the liberal arts education. It's not one or the other or this versus that, but we want to have a whole, full, well-rounded person from the education we give them with a liberal arts education. There's a stigma attached to a liberal arts education. Um, and in fact, when I was in college if, a few years ago, um, I had returned to college for a short time. I wanted to pursue a liberal arts degree. And when I told people that, they, they said, well, what can you do with that? Well, um, liberal arts can prepare you to do all kinds of things. You know, in all these big companies that um, these big tech companies, Facebook or um, Microsoft, you've got people who need to understand how to work with people. You've got people who need to understand psychology. So much of social media um, has psychology as the uh, basis behind why the algorithms can work. So a liberal arts education actually prepares you to be able to work well with people, to understand, oh, I'm trying to think there is a cultural literacy. You know, if you don't understand a reference to um, a Shakespeare play, or you don't understand a snippet of a song from a Woody Guthrie song, if you don't understand references that people make, um, you're really at a disadvantage in the world. And there, therein lies the beauty of a liberal arts education. Um, there's a funny episode in MASH where uh, Radar is trying to sound like he knows something and he says, ah, Bach, but he clearly has no understanding of anything about Bach's music. Um, you know, people sometimes say they don't understand the difference between um, a Monet and a Manet. You know, these are all things that you would learn if you were studying art, if you were um, listening to great composers and studying their music, if you were reading great pieces of literature, if you were reading poems. Um, and you want to have those things in your education, as well as understanding Einstein's theory of relativity. It all goes together and it's all really important for understanding and making your way in this complex world we all share. So a liberal arts education is really going to make your student so much more successful at anything they do. Alrighty, we're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, the importance of a liberal arts education. Our podcast today is sponsored by Transcript Maker. It's an online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts in the comfort of your own home. And here we are already in June. And if you haven't made your transcript yet, oh my gosh, I know you're frantic, but don't worry. 
You don't have to do Excel. You don't have to get out a calculator. The quickest way to get your high school transcript started is to go to www.transcriptmaker.com. The great thing about TranscriptMaker is it calculates GPA for you, and it's easy to put in the courses and grades that your student has taken and earned. TranscriptMaker offers a 14-day free trial, so you can give it a test drive and see if it's suitable for you. And when you're ready to subscribe, our listeners can save 20% with our exclusive coupon code HAPPY. Type H-A-P-P-Y in all caps when you subscribe. Make up for lost time with Transcript Maker. Simply better transcripts. Welcome back. In the first half, we talked about what a liberal arts education is, half STEM and half arts and humanities. Let's dig a little bit deeper into how that looks and what we can do. So first of all, I feel like sometimes people are avoiding liberal arts education, maybe because they're not really sure what it encompasses, um, maybe because they feel like they're not qualified to teach a liberal arts education. And I have to say, when it comes to STEM, that's not an area where I felt super qualified. I'm not overly science oriented. I'm definitely not overly math oriented. My comfort level is more with uh, foreign languages, with literature, with art, with music, those things I feel um, a lot more comfortable with. And I think some people are the other way around. Um, I know that my sister-in-law was very good at math and she really loved teaching math, but she had struggles teaching her daughter to do um, her writing exercises. And so, you know, maybe we avoid a part of the uh, liberal arts education because we're not comfortable. Uh, the good news is that nowadays there are so many classes that you can send your children somewhere if there's a portion of a topic of um, subject matter you don't feel comfortable with. Um, so sometimes we avoid it because we don't feel like we know enough about it. Or maybe we feel um, unqualified that we don't have the materials or skills we need. One of the things I love about homeschooling is that I have been able to learn or relearn things along with my children. So um, not knowing something isn't really a good reason to avoid it. You can actually improve your own liberal arts knowledge by teaching liberal arts to your kids. Um, some of the ways that I have helped myself to do better in this in this area is to look for curriculum that supports the goals I have in a liberal arts education. So I found a really good math curriculum that actually taught me how to teach math to my kids. Now in the upper levels in high school, when we were talking about things such as um, calculus, that, that was definitely not something I was gonna be learning along with my kids. When we were talking about chemistry, that's not something I was gonna be learning along with my kids. But um, particularly when you're just starting out and your kids are in elementary school or, or middle school, that's a really good place to start um, improving your own knowledge in these areas. Some of the things that I have done, and it really makes for a nice atmosphere in our home, is I'll put on classical music while we're getting ready for the day, while we're getting dressed, having our breakfast, maybe doing some light chores. And it really sets a nice tone in the house. And we've actually talked about some of these things before. So um, if I if you feel like I'm repeating myself, 
I probably am, but I think we can't overemphasize the importance of bringing this atmosphere into our home. Um, one of the things I like to do also is to look at artwork with my children. We'll print pictures out and have them displayed. Um, my curriculum has us looking at a, an artist for a period of 12 weeks at a time. Another thing that we've done is we have looked in our community for things such as art exhibits. Um, we had gone for quite some time to listen to um, a symphony and in the building where they performed, it was a public school building and they had art displays by the public school students. So we had the benefit of looking at art, student created art and listening to great music and doing it with friends. So it was a social activity as well. The other thing I want to say about liberal arts is that we don't want to give the impression to our kids that liberal arts are just topics for school, but they're things that we would like to enjoy our whole life through. Um, and that kind of goes back to a learning lifestyle. So when my son and I were going to hear the symphony, that was not a school topic. That was just part of the lifestyle I wanted to expose him to, where liberal arts are an enjoyable thing you do because you want to, not because it's something you check off on a, on a box. And you know, people pursue science for the joy of it. People pursue technology for the joy of it. People who create the apps that we use, they do those things because they find joy in them. It wasn't just a topic they were forced to do in school. They found some love for it. And so a liberal arts education is going to um, hopefully foster lifelong passions and interests in our kids. So while we do want to incorporate it into our curriculum and we want to, um, to make it part of our school, we also want to weave it in to our lives. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoy, and I've tried to uh, foster a love of it with my children, is nature, nature studies, and learning about the, um, the animals and the plants and the, the seasons around us. Understanding that when we see certain birds or certain plants, that that's telling us something about the, the life cycle that we have going on. Um, so in our area of the country where I'm in Texas and things bloom all year round almost in central Texas, sometimes it's hard for people to tell when one season is beginning and one season is ending. But I know that in the fall, when I see the goldenrod blooming, that that's, means fall is here. I know that in the spring, when our wildflowers have stopped blooming and they're being replaced by more bright yellows and, um, and other colors that we have segued from spring into summer. So a liberal arts education helps us to understand the world around us, understand the people around us, and understand the rhythms of things that are going on. And so you want to weave these things into your daily lives. So they're, they're part of your lifestyle. Um, reading good books that should not end when the school day ends. Um, enjoying poetry should not end when the school day ends. And, and I had high school students tell me they didn't like poetry. And I would ask them, okay, great. What are your favorite songs? 
And we would look at their songs and we'd, we'd find poetic devices in the songs, certain rhyme schemes and certain things. Because um, poetry isn't confined to something that was written, you know, 300 years ago. Poetry is all around us. Um, and the beautiful things that we see have scientific basis. Art has some scientific and mathematical principles. If we don't expose our kids to all of these different things, then we'll stunt their growth. Music education helps our minds to think mathematically. Physical activity helps our brains to be ready for mental effort. Um, art education helps us to be able to be ready for harder um, thinking and for other, it preps our mind for other ways of thinking like mathematical thinking skills. So a liberal arts education is really an education that prepares us for anything we wanna do. Last episode, you may remember, we debuted a new segment called The Reading Nook, and it's a little lonely for me here in The Reading Nook today, but I do um, want to share with you what I've been reading, and it's a book called Catherine's Heart. It's by one of my favorite authors, Lawana Blackwell, and what I like about Lawana Blackwell's books, and I can't tell you a whole lot about Catherine's Heart because I'm only about 20 pages in. So what I love about Luana Blackwell is that she has characters who have real life problems that we all face. Um, you know, you make misjudgments about people and you have to eat crow when you apologize later. Um, she has people who are struggling with uh, things we all struggle with, uh, trying to be honest or trying to make good decisions or uh, working against odds where people don't want you to do something, but you feel strongly you should do it. And everything's not wrapped up with a neat and tidy bow at the end, as in a Harlequin romance. These are these are books that have lots of twists and turns, and I really enjoy them. I think she wrote about five or six different books, and currently Catherine's Heart is the one that has my interest. I hope you'll look into Lawana Blackwell and see if you like her writing as much as I do. If you have a book to recommend to us or you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore homeschoolpod. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at happyhomeschoolpod and look for us on YouTube as well. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Holly. Happy homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Holly williams Arbaugh. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a Transcript Maker production. My co-host is Melody Gillum. This episode was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find her music on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or as always, tell people about us. And when you're ready to subscribe, our listeners can save 20% with our exclusive 